Now, some of you are probably wondering, you know, some of you, I don't think many of you have gone through a call process probably for quite a number of years. I mean, when Pastor Blaine's been here for 33 years, and, uh, you know, so many of you won't recall how, what, how a call process works, and it's kind of a strange duck some ways. I know as I serve as a district president in the Alberta British Columbia District, and I'm always having to remind people what a call process is and how it works, because it's not typically like a job you know, many of you go out and are interviewed or whatever it might be, and this is usually a little bit different than that because we see it as a divine call from God. And so earlier this month, or last month already, it's already September, isn't it? Uh, earlier this last month, August 8th or something, I got a phone call uh, saying that I had been called to be the pastor of this congregation. And what happens when a, per when a pastor gets a call like that, he begins to seek out the Lord's direction and wisdom. And the way that he does this is he looks at the materials that have been supplied by the congregation, and your congregation supplied me with a, a mound of things. I don't know what, you know, when I got it in the mail, it was like, wow, I, I was just expecting a small pack, but I got a good pack, so you're thorough that way, that's for sure. And so I began to read through that and notes and all the hard work that your leadership had done and you had done over the last year, since last January. And then as I, you know, got that, I started to formulate questions, and I was invited by the congregation to come down here, and quite frankly, I was of the opinion, well, why? Why come down here? I mean, the reality is, is that um, I can read through that material and I can ask very difficult questions uh, via phone. I'll probably even ask the call committee. I've asked them some difficult questions at times. And it's costly to come down here, you know, to fly from Edmonton, Alberta, where I live. Do many of you know where that is, by the way? The home of uh, Connor McDavid, the only hope of the Edmonton Oilers, you know? So, <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not an Oiler fan. I'm a Leaf fan, so... You Detroit fans out there, please uh, go easy, right? <laughs> but anyways, it was decided I would come down here. And I was so glad to see on the schedule that I was being scheduled for pastries with pastor and popsicles with pastor. But I said, I said to Rachel, I said, Rachel, if I'm coming down here, I need to do some work. And so I have been visiting with many, many of you, and I really appreciate it. I have appreciated the pastries with the pastor, by the way. I have appreciated the day I spent over at the school it was a wonderful day. Uh, got to meet with some of the, well, I got to meet and gre greet some of the teachers. I was invited to two of their classes to read books to the children, and that was uh, fun for me. I don't know if it's fun for them, but it was fun for me. And then we got to hand out the popsicles at the end of the day, so that was a delightful uh, uh, time. I've also been talking with my fellow pastor friends who are my, co you know, uh, people, uh, friends, and asking them to lift me up in prayer, and, and they've been doing that over this last uh, month or so too. So I've really enjoyed my time, and Sandra has too, visiting the, the congregation, getting to know you. But I have to admit, I became very discouraged this past Wednesday. Um, I had to put on a brave smile when I was meeting with some of you, because Sandra and I met with an immigration lawyer just to find out what are the implications of a Canadian guy like me coming into the country. And I don't want to come in as an illegal in immigrant if this is what the uh, will of the Lord is. So... We sat down with an immigration lawyer, and the immigration lawyer, I knew it would take some time because, to get a Canadian into this country because, as it, because I have to work with some pastors in my own district who are in the process of coming to the United States to serve in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Congregation. And I know one of the pastors right now, he's got a call, he's got a call to uh, South Dakota, and it's been taking him months to get his uh, R1 visa. And so anyways... Uh, we sat down with this immigration lawyer and said, how long do you think it would really take for me to get an R1 visa or even to come through? My wife's an American citizen, so, you know, how long would it take for me to come in if, if I accepted this call? 
And uh, the, the, the lawyer said, well, we were hoping maybe four months, you know, like maybe four months, that makes sense, right? Especially, uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm a Canadian, but I have, uh, I have four, I have an American wife, I have four American kids, all my post-high sc high school education, BA, MDiv, PhD, are all in schools in the United States. I thought that might count for something. <laughs> no. I'm not making a political statement here, but you know, Trump isn't so favorable towards Canadians right now and our Prime Minister Trudeau. So, anyways, she said, no, it's going to probably take seven to ten months. So that was really disheartening uh, to know that that would take place, and not for so much for my sake as for your sake. Because if I accepted the call, it would mean that you would now be sitting here for another seven to ten months waiting for this Canadian guy to to get across the border. And, you know, my concern for you and foremost for you is your ministry. My foremost concern for you is your school and the ongoing ministry. And so I sat down with the council and the call committee on Friday night and we raised this issue and I said, so what do you think? If I were to accept the call, would this be detrimental to you to have the congregation go without a pastor for yet another seven or eight months. And I'll tell you, coming in through my wife is no faster. Uh, the Trump administration has added on yet another 120-day period that you have to sit around in the country before you can even make an application for uh, a spousal green card. So it's just, that takes eight or nine months as well. And so anyways, I talked to the leadership, and, I, and then I talked to the, the deacons yesterday when I met with them, we, you know, because again, I wanted to get their sense. How impactful would this be? And that, to me, is a very important thing. And the council and the call committee and the deacons all assured me that if I were so inclined to accept the call that the additional four or five months it might take to get across this border uh, would be okay. <laughs> How can I say that? Okay. Uh, because they're trusting that God will work things out one way or the other. And if I'm the man to be the next pastor of this congregation, then God will work it out somehow and you've got some good pastoral care going on here and the leadership and you members are stepping up and, and so on during this vacancy. And so in light of that and in light of some other things, I am going to announce today that I'm going to accept the call to be your pastor. Well, thank you. Glory goes to God, not me. Remember, it's not the person, it's Jesus. Um, but no, that's, uh, I feel that this is where God wants me to serve at this time. I've been out of the parish for 13 and a half years. I have been a parish pastor for 16 and a half. Maybe you've read my bio. But I've served as a parish pastor for 16 and a half years, and then about 13 and a half years ago, I was called to be the mission exec of the Alberta British Columbia District. And then three and a half years ago, I was called to be the district president. And as I said to the call committee and the council, I think in one of the interviews, you know, that it's just time for me to be at home. It's time to me to get back into the parish, which is one of my, my first love, to, lead, to minister to you in the highs and lows of your life, to walk alongside of you, to work in partnership as it's a we, not an I, and to work in partnership to share the love of Jesus with each other, to really make this a family of love, not that you aren't, but just to continue to do what you're doing and then to go out into the community and share the love of Jesus with people as well. And I'm really looking forward to working with your school. You've got a gem over there. I don't know too much about it, but just what I saw even the other day, you've got some dedicated teachers and wonderful kids. 
And um, they have a, it's a great uh, opportunity for us to continue to nurture them in their faith and also to use it as a school, as to be a light in this community. I would never have thought I'd be here today, to be honest with you, accepting this call, but God works in mysterious ways. He always has. Whenever I have my eyes set on something, he is directing me elsewhere, and Sandra will tell you all about that. Um, but I know about two years ago, I was sitting, uh, many of you know I'm related to Ann Schaefer through my, through my wife. Tom and Julianne were my wife's godparents. And so I've known a little bit about this church, you know, through them. But two years ago, uh, I think it was Ann, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot, Ann, I know you like, don't like limelight, but I'm going to put her in limelight. You know, I, I can do that because I'm kind of related. But she, we were sitting down at Wall Lake, and she said, um, you know, our pastor's retiring. Maybe we could get Glenn's name on the call list or something like that, and then see what the Spirit does, you know? See what the Spirit of the Lord does. And we all kind of snickered, you know? Uh, I probably snickered the loudest. Kind of like Sarah did when Jesus, I mean, when the, when the Lord appeared to Abraham and Sarah and said, you're going to have a baby, and she snickered. Well, I kind of snickered, I think. I shouldn't snicker at God. <laughs> and so anyways... Uh, here it is, two years later, I would never have thought it. I was, uh, there were many other opportunities that God has presented to me, and then he slammed the door in my face. And, uh, you know, those were journeys that I'll probably tell you about sometime because I've learned a lot about the